from people who have walked the life of difficulty and we gain a lot from them. So if there are opportunities where you have to unlearn, to learn, this is the opportunity that uh, as we hear from this man, we, we get to hear that. But what today, before he comes up, I want to bring your attention towards we are and we have been doing uh, a series uh, through the Bible and that was titled us uncomfortable. We completed six weeks of it and today is the last week of our uncomfortable series and we are also partnering with World Vision as we complete our series. And this morning, you know, I just wanted, and yesterday night I'm like, I was under the impression that Pastor Peter will be speaking completely throughout the service, but he asked me, Pastor, how about we do this as we collaborate together in, in a way of having discussion and conversation. And as I am taking our attention towards what we have to present here, I want to mention to you that today as we finish our, 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 our conversation series that we had on the topic uncomfortable. We relied and we understand from different passages of the scripture that how God oftentimes makes us uncomfortable so that something good will come out of those situations. And today I want to bring your attention towards the uncomfortable challenge. The uncomfortable challenge. How many of you remember a couple of years ago there was the ice bucket challenge? Right? Do you remember? How many of you did the ice bucket challenge? Nobody? Just one hand, two hands, three hands? Just a couple of people... That's just everybody is scared. That's okay. There are moments in life when, you know, uh, uh, there are challenges that come on viral on social media and we just want to jump onto it. We do it. What is a challenge? What is a challenge? Can somebody help me understand? What is a challenge? What is it? If I ask you, what is a challenge? You know, when I was going through the dictionary, it helped me understand it is something where you allow yourself to compete with. Or in other words, I would help us uh, uh, build this uh, conversation here. A challenge is something that pushes you off your own limits. Are you with me? A challenge is anything that pushes you from your own limits. You know, you take on challenges because it's viral on social media and you want to, you know, make your presence known that, hey, you know what, I am cool and I can go through this challenge. I can do this. I can take on the ALS ice bucket challenge. I can sit in that tub for hours together. You want to do it just because of the challenge. But hey, you forced yourself. You pushed yourself beyond your limits and you endorsed the challenge that you were participating in. So challenge is something that pushes you. And oftentimes, you know, we realize and understand we cannot do it by ourselves. And there's this adrenaline rush that comes out of us that we want to do the challenge just because we want to create a cause, support somebody, or make a statement right there. But here, I want to bring your attention towards the uncomfortable challenge. And oftentimes, God in the Bible, He challenges people. He challenges people. And He challenges them in a way that they thought they cannot do it. They thought they are not capable of doing what God called them to do. You don't have the bank balance. You don't have the status. You don't have the job. You don't have the relationship. You don't have the connections. And you say, God, I don't have everything that you need me to do and accomplish this challenge. Are you with me? Am I talking to somebody today? Am I talking to somebody? Oh, I'm be preaching better than you speaking back to me right now. Praise the Lord. And oftentimes we push ourselves. And today I want to understand that God is pushing ourselves so that we challenge something within ourselves. I know you don't have everything. I, don't, I know that you don't have the job that requires you to do that. 
I know that you don't have the education to stand up. I met with a brother a couple of days ago. And he said, Pastor, my educational qualification is nothing compared to the, 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 uh, the position that my company has offered me. It doesn't matter. When you honor God, God honors you. Are you with me? When you honor God, God honors you. He will take you to places that you have never dreamt about. He will lead you in a place where you thought you can't do it. Why? Because when you take on the uncomfortable challenge of those uncomfortable moments, it is God who is leading you. And understand it this morning. If my God is leading you through some challenges, embrace the challenge and let God know, God, I know I can do it with my own knowledge and ability and my job portfolio. My LinkedIn doesn't help me to understand, but I know one thing. You are backing me up. And when I partner with God Almighty, nothing is impossible to God. Hallelujah. Come on, respond back to me, church. Nothing is impossible to God. Every uncomfortable challenge will be accomplished in your life with the help of Almighty God. What are you struggling today? Where are you facing? What are you facing this morning? What are the challenges that you're going through? What are the, what are the areas where you think that it's going to work? It's not going to work at all. It's not going to work with my own understanding and my ability. It's not going to work. That's when I want you to understand. It will not work with your own ability, but it will work with the help of Almighty God. I want to bring your attention towards a scripture, Matthew chapter 25. And that's where the, I want to partner with the, the collaboration that we are doing with World Vision today. And the entire event that if you have gone through social media from our church, social media page, or on the group me that we have for our church um, in-house notifications, you will come across a lot of messages and videos that I posted. And it was all based on Matthew chapter 25. And I know because we didn't have a service last Sunday, um, you know, we, not everybody followed the, the phone messaging uh, thing that World Vision had asked me to do, which... After today's offering, um, I will, I'll help you navigate through that. But we're going to read through Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41 onwards. Verse 41 onwards. This is how it goes. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you are cursed into the eternal fire. I'm sorry, I'm going to read from verse 30, 35 here. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit, visit me. And all of the things that, that we see in this passage here, it is something that not normally everybody wants to do in their life. It is something that you have to build on in your schedules to do it. Most of us are here working on a schedule of 40 hours per week or 80 hours per week or some of us are 60 hours per week. Our schedules might change. And so in our schedules, we have to be so uncomfortable to allow something else to, you know, to, so that we will do it. In other words, you know, I have to allow in my 40-hour schedule to visit somebody to pray. In my 40-hour schedule, I have to allow that I need to visit a homeless person and be with them. In my 40-hour work schedule, I need to allow myself and make myself so uncomfortable that I take on the challenge that I go to do what I could not do in my 40 hours. Maybe you lose three hours of sleep. Maybe you lose 10 hours of day. Maybe you lose something. But that's where you take on the uncomfortable challenge. 
And sometimes you might have to spend not knowing if you have the bank balance or not. Sometimes you may have to support not knowing would my wife agree or I mean, please, before you support, ask your wife. If not, there'll be a mess, okay? But what I'm saying is you have to take on the uncomfortable challenge. And today as you are listening, we might go through those moments in our life. But hey, understand, we don't have all. But all you have is all He needs. And what you have belongs to Him. And in that area, let us look to the Lord. Let us look to the Lord and let Him help us. Can we have a, the, the video that I was asking y'all to play? And after that, Pastor Peter will come forward and we'll have this conversation going. We'll have a video. Please watch that with me. Can we church, let's put our hands together for Pastor Peter. Thank you so much. And after this, we have another video. Um, I met him through uh, another friend of ours. Uh, I know most of you all might know Reward. He has ministered in our church a couple of times. And it's our joy that I was introduced to this man uh, through Brother Reward. Uh, and uh, yesterday we met and we had some conversation. And after we had that conversation with you about foster care, on our way back home, Anisha and I, we were talking, we were planning, we were, we were trying to navigate more into that area. And uh, I hope the Lord leads us into that. And I'm blessed by hearing what you mentioned yesterday. So Pastor, would you please take your seat? And um, uh, this morning, it's our joy um, as we navigate towards what we are doing here. And something about Pastor Peter that I learned recently was that um, he worked uh, for many years at Compassion Unlimited. Uh, Compassion Ministries, and after that, um, he joined World Vision. He travels all around the world. He travels all around the world. Um, can I have a microphone for? He, oh, you have it. All right, good. <laughs> Is it turned on? Okay, good job. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. A huge shout out to our AV team. Can we actually put our hands together for them? Thank you so much. Thank you. So they are the lifeline of our church. <laughs> Matthew 25 is where uh, the entire Matthew 25 challenge comes out. And World Vision is, I respect World Vision. The reason why I am saying all this and we are partnering with them is that last January, World Vision sponsored both Anisha and myself to go to Florida, stay there for a weekend. They sponsored, um, man, I tell you, it was the most blessed time of Anisha and myself as pastors. And World Vision sponsored the entire ticket, uh, accommodation, food, and allowed us to stay in Miami, allowed us to stay in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, we were blessed to receive from all these great speakers who were talking about World Vision. And it was great connections that we could make. And this morning, you know, as we navigate into it, Pastor Peter comes from a very humble background, for, um, and he's going to help us understand that. So earlier into our conversation, I want you to tell us uh, your name and the meaning to your name. I'm not going to try your last name, because if I try, it, it could be something else, you know? So I'm going to allow you to do it. Uh, well, absolutely. So my name is Peter Javier Mana. Uh, well, I'm from Uganda. My dad is from Rwanda, and my mom... Uh, is from Uganda. Uh, and so uh, I come from different countries. And my name is a sentence. And here's how I got my name. Uh, in my village, 
for every 100 children that were born, 50 would die before the age of two. You know, so my mother was afraid to give me a name until when I was two. So at two, she said, he's a gift given to me by God. So my name literally means a gift given to me by God. So wow. that's what my That is amazing, right? Names are so important. So Drew, remember and understand the names that you give to your children. Okay. May the Lord bless that. So, I mean, pa Pastor, I was watching another video of yours and you mentioned that every um, 50 child born in the village, they die, right? Um, I, I, I heard about something that you were preaching in another place, and I heard um, about around 800,000 people were killed, and that was also including your parents or your family members. Would you please throw some light on that? Uh, well, as I said, my dad is from Rwanda, and there was a genocide in Rwanda in 1994, if you remember, and more than uh, one million people were killed uh, in eight weeks. Uh, so that's the world that I, 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 come, I come from, uh, and I'm humbled that you could give us an opportunity to come and be uh, with you uh, today. Wow, wow. I mean, just imagine that uh, tension and turmoil that you have to live with and your own family members uh, have been executed, have been killed, and you live your life with that. And uh, we have a man whom God saved in that situation so that he can go around and be a savior to many others around. Um, I want to ask you, what are some of your early childhood look like when you were growing up? Well, most of my childhood is really, you know, for you who have, uh, and by the way, uh, today I'm here, yes, uh, for me, but today I'm representing the children from India. All the children that we help uh, in the country of India that you all know, you've heard of, right? Uh, uh, so today, that's what I'm here to tell. As I tell my story, I want you to think about the kids in India today. The kids where they, get, they went to fetch water. The kids today, what food they ate. What kids today, what the challenges of health in India going through. So today, yes, is my story. But God has carried me through. So for me, I'm looking back, really focusing on the children uh, in India as brothers and sisters, as you know, the challenges home on how we can be uh, best to be uh, um, a helper to them. And so as I share my childhood, you, you will, I would want you to think of those kids back home. You know, as a kid, I grew up in a home where no one told me to dream. As a kid, I grew up in a home where I was told there was never a future for me. As a kid, I grew up in a home where I did not have a glimpse of hope. I had one meal every other day. And the meal wasn't a choice of beans or anything, but I had a cho two choices. I could have beans or I could have potatoes. And I could not have them every day. I could have them once every other day. As a kid, I went to fetch water four miles away. As a kid, I never had a childhood. And so I grew up in a very difficult family. And then at the age of four, I began to realize that not only was I a kid that had no hope, but also I had the most abusive father you could think of. So I had poverty on one side, and then I had my own father that could easily take my life. That was my worst. So for me, if you told me to dream was like 
there's no hope for me. There's no future for me. And so growing up, I didn't have an opportunity to go to school until when I went, you know, I was eight years old and I went to school. Here's why I went to school. My mother wanted me to learn how to spell my name. That's the only reason she really wanted me to go to school. So as a kid, yes, that what life was for me. A life that I never wanted to wake up the following morning and face the challenges of what was going on in my village. So my childhood was full of misery every day. So that was a little bit right. my childhood. And, and um, uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, in some part of, your, part of your life, you ran away from your home too, right? Yes. So at the age of 10, I began to realize that, you know, if I didn't run away, my own father would have taken my own life. So I decided to run away and I went 500 kilometers away and I became a street boy in the streets of Kampala. So I became a street kid who lived to survive every day with no guidance, no relative, no one around me uh, to check uh, to see if it was okay. Uh, and that became my life for five years. How, how many years? Throw some light on how many years as a street kid did you live? Um, uh, I lived on the streets from the age of 10 to 15 years of, of age. Wow. And that was, uh, 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 it was better, to be honest, than being at home. It's hard when you're being abused by the, someone who should protect you, who should love you. Uh, but on the streets, yes, there were strangers. They didn't know me. But at least I knew they had no uh, connection to me. So I did not find the abuse as, as harmful or towards me as it was in my own family. Where do you get to sleep? Uh, well, as street children, we don't sleep. You know, for you who have been to, to, to Mumbai or any other big cities in India, as street kids, we are working 24 hours, you know. We have to be productive in order to earn to be on the street or else our lives are in danger. But also, here's my honest, it's easy to steal while you're helping others. So we carry bins, we carry people who needed help. So if I help you, it's easy to get one banana or one potato uh, while I'm helping rather than take it by force. And that was my life. I had maybe one hour in 24 hours to sleep. So basically, you were stealing food and for surviving there. Absolutely, yes. That was wow. my life. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, I, I just look at the, the entire aspect of how God transformed your life from what it was. You know, honestly, I can't even imagine because um, I don't think I have that kind of a childhood. Um, I consider myself right now sitting here, I was privileged that I didn't have to go through what you went through. And um, honestly, that struggle is touching. Um, when I say that, because to have somebody in your own home that is wanting to take your life, you mentioned with your dad, you grow in life with bitterness towards him, like unforgiveness with him. I'm sure you're going to share a little bit about um, how you have transformed now, if we look at right now, uh, after Jesus has saved your life, that how you look at your dad right now. How do you look at your dad right now? Is he alive? Uh, yes, my dad is alive. Yes, absolutely, he's alive. Um, uh, and he's still married to my mom. Uh, well, as a street child, so I remember we used to help people. Basically, people would use us to carry their things for no labor uh, and no pay. So that's what we did. But in the midst of helping other people, I helped one family to carry the food to the car, but they gave me food to eat. Then with time, I go to see them every week. And so after one year of knowing me, they said, hey, Peter, if you had an opportunity to go to school, would you like to go to school? 
and I said, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, remember what the, the pastor shared with us about the challenge. For this man, I think he saw me. Uh, he said, this kid, I see him every week. Maybe if I can offer him an opportunity to go to school, maybe he would go. And for sure, he offered, and I went to school. And I went to school not to be anybody, because there's no one educated in my family. I went to school for one reason. For the first time, someone saw me as a human being. So all my years as a kid, I was garbage. I was useless. That's what I had from my, my dad. As a street kid, I was treated like garbage. But in the midst of that, this man saw me as a human being. And he said, this little thief boy who's dirty, I would like to offer him an opportunity to go to school. And so he said, would you like to go? And I said, absolutely, I would love to go. Again, not because I wanted to be anything, but because he saw me as a human being. And that's why for me, today I told you that I'm sharing and I'm here for the kids uh, in India. That they are looking for someone that they are special, that they matter. This part of the challenges they're going through, that someone loves them. That someone far away can say, you're special in God's eyes. And you're uniquely, wonderfully made. As he says in Psalms 139, for you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And so that's why I'm here. You asked me about my father. So when this man took me uh, in his family, well, he got to teach me the Bible. But for me, it was really difficult to understand God's love. It was really difficult to um, forgive because I harbored anger towards my dad. I thought if, the, if you could give me an opportunity to kill one person, it would be my father. You know, and then I struggled with the scriptures because the scripture says, forgive even those who have wrongs against you. And for me, I could not understand that. Yes, we can forgive anyone, but my father, mm -mm, no, 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 no. But during the genocide in Rwanda, as I was uh, helping, you know, my, my sponsor asked me if I could go rescue the children during the genocide. So I went, and in the midst of that, I knew I was going to die. And I told to the driver, and I said, hey, I really want to go to heaven, and I don't really think I know Jesus, my Lord and Savior. And he prayed for me, and I came to love and know Christ, my Lord and Savior. For me, I had wanted to go back home and punish my dad. I wanted to go back and break his leg, do something harmful towards my dad. But he showed me that, hey, Christ had already done that on the cross. He was nailed. He was beaten. He was humiliated for me. So I understood that he's already done that for me. I didn't need to go punish my own father. And so on that day, I forgave him. And that's how I truly came to know the Lord as my Savior in every way, shape, form. And I've lived to be an example to him and be able to share with him that, hey, God loves me as much as he loves you uh, as well. I was fascinated by when you said that it was one man who came across your life and who changed your life upside down completely because you were walking around every day uh, in this feeling of un having unforgiveness towards your dad. You wanted to beat him up and because of the 
you know, the childhood you had. But this one man changed your life completely. And that's where I want to bring your attention to us, our church listening to me and people are tuning in from wherever you are. You know what? God uh, has ev- the plan for every single one of you in different areas, uh, in different aspects of our journey. But it is one person that has and that can decide to change somebody's life. You know what? When you wake up today, you come, come to church, you have the power to make somebody's life good, better, wonderful, or use your words and destroy their complete day. Are you with me, church? It's not just church, Sunday morning, but it is during the week too. And it is between, maybe between husband and wife, or even in your, with your colleagues in your office spaces. You are that one person that God has appointed in this season to be the salt and to be the, the light. And that, what was that brother's name, if I could ask you? Is it? Zakin? Yeah, I'm thankful for Brother Zakin who helped uh, Peter here uh, when he was going through that situation in his life. He extended the love of Jesus. That one man and his family changed his life. Today, he is ministering around the globe. If I'm not wrong, you have traveled to around 90 countries? Uh, yes, 101 countries. Come on, people. Can we put our hands together for what the Lord has done? 101 countries. I have been to Texas, Missouri. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it is just the faithfulness of God. When one man uh, chose to uh, be a vessel uh, that could be used in his life, God changed his life to change millions around. He travels around the world speaking at churches. Um, ours could be a smaller church in the videos that I was seeing him preaching at and speaking at in many churches around, around that I was on, on online when I was checking out. But what matters the most is that one person chose that I have the power to change him. You have the power to change somebody else's life. You have the power. Not just by you. It is by the gracious work of Jesus Christ. I'm going to go ahead um, and ask you, what is Matthew 25 to you? And of course, um, Pastor Peter, as he's going to mention on Matthew 25, uh, I just want to ask, does everybody have this when you walked in, uh, where you handed um, this card? If not, uh, our volunteers can help passing out, and you can have one of this with you. Can you wave it to me? If you have it, just wave it to me. Yeah, volunteers, just look around. Those who don't have, you can uh, give one uh, one of this card, uh, this envelope to them. We are not, compa- we are not um, forcing you to contribute anything into it. But um, as he's going to mention on Matthew 25 challenge, I also want to ask you if you can take your cell phones. This is the only moment when I will ask you as a pastor to take your cell phones and message somebody. <laughs> so please take your phones with me. Please take. Do you know the number of World Vision Matthew 24? Uh, no. Uh, because it's only given to a church, so I don't know what that particular number. Okay. Let me let me find that. Let me find that. Um, but as we as we look into uh, the entire aspect of Matthew um, 25, I want you to take Matthew to, uh, your cell phones right now with you. Your cell phones. They will not force you to contribute anything. It is just a challenge. The next one week that they will help you navigate, uh, the next one week. And I want you to type um, M25, M25. Take your cell phones, 
M25 to uh, 44888, 44888, 44888, Matthew 25, M25 to 44888. When you do that, you will get a notification and uh, you can respond back to that later as you drive back home or once you are at home with your family. And from today onwards, uh, World Vision will give you some challenges. M25, um, <laughs> Brother George is so funny. Thank you so much. Yo, I know you're watching us online. <laughs> M25 uh, to 44888. And when you do that, you will get some notifications and you can respond back later. But here are some envelopes that we have given to you. Uh, which also has details to these students, these children that we will partner to support. And Pastor Peter, I want you to, um, to throw some light, to shed some light on what M25 stands for you and what you actually help churches to understand. And how does a local church, or what does a local church mean to M25? Uh, well, Matthew, you know, Matthew 25 is, you know, for me, uh, again, going back to my own life, you know, uh, for this man, he didn't have much, but he said, for this kid has no clothes, I will clothe him. For this kid has no food, I'll give him food. For this kid has no hope in the future, I'll give him hope by really putting me in a place that he wanted me to excel. And, and for Matthew 25, is the same uh, for the church as well. We are saying we have needs within our church. We have needs within the, our own communities. But can we look beyond somewhere else where we can help a little boy, a little girl, somewhere in India for us to have an opportunity to be somebody, to have an opportunity to have someone who you get to write to them, they get to encourage uh, to write to you as well. Uh, so you're able to not only just help them monthly, but also say, uh, write to them and say, hey, I'm able to help you because I know Jesus as much as he loves you, he loves me as well. So it's looking beyond our boundaries, but also an opportunity uh, to share with those that are far away and to tell them why we love them and why we do what we do for the better of, of their lives. And I'm sure um, World Vision or any of these organizations can do anything without the help of the local church. And that's why we have to understand as a local church, we, pray, we play a major role, major role in helping a child could be in whichever country you can think about. And, uh, you know, some of the names that I have right now is uh, Tian, Tian Long, and he's from China. Tian Long, he's from China. Yeah, we have Nikhil from India. Uh, we have Arena from India. And so we have these different, um, we have a child from Indonesia. I can't even pronounce his name, you know. We have Rahul from India. That's easy name for us, you know. Um, what I'm saying here is that it's an opportunity for us as a church, individual, to partner with an organization that is doing something. They are already boots on the field, right? They're already out there working hard. I've been following my friend uh, Reward on social media, and I see him uh, working hard, working hard in different places around the world for the betterment of some child out in the village that had no hope, but they want to be a voice heard in their life. And it's an opportunity that we take personally. It's not much. It's... Uh, if I'm not wrong, it's $39. Yes, $39. And that gets to provide for them health, education, and school. And as he said, you know, 
we only employ, so India is our biggest country, uh, and we can only employ uh, Indians, uh, but also we work with the local churches uh, and the communities to help the children provide for what they need in that community. If I'm not wrong, um, Sean mentioned it to me last week that his cousin uh, in India was elected as the interim president of World Vision India. So that's Sean. And can you just wave your hand, Sean? Yeah, that is Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> but um, his, his brother was elected as the, the interim president of World Vision USA. We have a person from our own church who is connected so close to World Vision. And it's a privilege, church. It's a privilege. It's not much. It's $39 per month. Now, I know uh, monthly commitment sometimes may look like, you know, it's a too much burden. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I want to allow World Vision to do automatic payments from, you know, withdraw money from my account. But here's the th deal. If you cannot do it, it could be one month, it could be two months, or it could be three months. How much ever you can, or it could be $100, whatever you can is something bigger in the pool that comes into World Vision Sand. Look at this image. Every drop that falls from heaven can think about it. And like, I don't want to go to that dirty earth. I am more comfortable on the cloud, in the cloud. I am so well, you know, I'm perfect in this cloud. I don't want to get to that dirt in the, on earth. Every drop, raindrop that falls from the sky can think that. But think about this. Every drop falls to the ground and that drop becomes a lake. Or that drop becomes a river. That drop becomes part of the ocean. Look at the big picture. It is the small drop that has made an effect to change the world one drop at a time, maybe $1 at a time, maybe $100 at a time, whatever it is. I know I'm not very gifted in giving preachings. I'm trying to do my best to do this, but uh, here is an opportunity that I want to put at the feet of every single one. That when we partner, we do something bigger than who we are. We are challenging ourselves to believe in a God who provides everything. You are remembered in that child's prayer. You are remembered in that family's prayer whenever they come together. So understand this. There's an opportunity. He has given to us so that we can give it to others. He has blessed us so that I can be a blessing to somebody else's life. Pastor Peter, would you help us with closing remarks and uh, play, pray, pray for our audience and at this time the worship team will come behind us and they will help us with an offering song and we'll go into that celebration mode. But I want you to give us some closing remarks and pray. Uh, well, absolutely. I think my closing remarks will be, you know, I'm a, I'm a single dad. I have two kids and I'm about to adopt one. And, and, and for me, the, the joy is Luke 12, 48, to whom much is given, much is required. That for me, he gave me a family. How can I not do that for others? That he rescued me. How can I rescue others? That he loves me. How can I lo not love others? But also that one day when I get to see him to heaven, that I will say, I, I did the best I can for what you provided for me. And I want to be accountable. And so today, I'm blessed and I'm really thankful for your church and for your pastor especially for allowing us to come and say that we love you. For allowing us to come and say that we matter to you. Otherwise, if we didn't matter, you would not want us to be here. But because you say they're special and wonderfully made, that you've allowed us to be here. So on behalf of the children in India uh, and World Vision all over the world, we want to say thank you and thank you uh, for loving uh, on us. Would you help us in uh, closing prayer too? Absolutely. Let's pray. 
Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that you could give us another extra day uh, to come and worship with you. We want to thank you for our families. We want to thank you for our church. We want to thank you for our community. Lord, as we go, may you shine among us. May you protect us in our jobs. Uh, and as we drive every day, Lord, and may you remind us to love you every day. Why? Because you've loved us first. So be with us and guide us in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Can we actually put our hands together once again for Pastor Peter? Thank you so much. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you here. And like I said, can we all rise up in God's house as our worship team helps us with another song? As we get into an atmosphere here where we want to be part of somebody's life. For I was hungry, you provided me with food. I was naked and you provided with me clothes. And you have been a helping hand in my life. It's the story that we want to be remembered as in somebody's life. That we get to be part, uh, maybe in a small way, in somebody's life. Somebody's life. Every child here understand that we have the pressures or the privileges of being with parents who support us. But there are people not so privileged out in the world who are not so privileged out in the world who could have, who could have something from us. You can be a world changer. Let us sing that beautiful song once again. And as we do that, our offering buckets will be passed around. And if you, if, if you have got the envelopes, you can offer into that on the offering bucket. Or if you want to support something towards World Vision or, uh, in a different way, please contact our treasurer. The entire offering taken during English service is going towards World Vision today. So the, all, the entire offering today is going towards World Vision and what they are doing. So in whatever way you want to support. Also, if you are planning on supporting a child for a year or two in $39 per month, uh, fill up these forms and return back in the offering buckets or meet me later or meet Mr. Pastor Peter later at the hallway. We will help you out. Thank you so much, church.